Chung. Bum, 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 bum. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Wine, Wine, and One, the Once Upon a Time podcast. I'm Lo. And I'm Dee. And welcome to a Bad Time special edition, the in-between season. Hanging out bullshit. We're just dicking around. We are. <laughs> we are. We're watching the bonus features and thought we'd take you along for the ride. And it is a ride. Um, it is a ride and not the kind I would like. Thank you. No, no. Um, yeah, before we fully jump into that ride, how are you? I'm good. Good. I'm great. It's, we're recording at a really weird time. It's Monday afternoon. Neither of us have work today because, you know, federal holidays. We love it for us. And it's we love great. federal holidays. And we so, yeah, do. we're, you know, day drinking and dicking Listen, around. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I got really nostalgia watching some of these because I miss the bonus features of DVDs. I don't. I have not bought yeah. a DVD in years. Hundred percent. I, I just wish Disney Plus would put some of it. I know for movies they do, but like for the shows, yeah, like just put some of these some of these little tidbits on yeah. the platform would be great. Would it be would great. be great because there's like there, there's a lot I of bullshit. I won't media. lie. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I miss physical media. Little bit. Oh my good! I are we hitting? This is this is our back in my day era. It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. Great. And when I used to be homesick from school, my like comfort media would be putting on the disc two of movies, and I would watch like all the behind the scenes shit. Because if I was in and out of consciousness, I wouldn't have to pay attention. And so that's just what I did. Is it just your thing? Yeah. That was for whatever reason. That was my thing. It, it's not great. No, it I does explain. It, it explains. It doesn't excuse. Correct. As we so often say. Correct. So we, we have some ground to cover. Before that, we just got an email. We just got an email. We, I, it's not even a letter. It's not the same. I know there's an email song. I don't know what it is. I don't know. New blue. I think now it's a text message. Even I don't know. We just got a message. We got a message. And also, we didn't just get a message. We got it, you know, before we wrapped season two. We'd already finished recording. So that means we have to read it now. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Actually, it's a great I moment. Say, great reminder. We have social media. We're, you know. We do. Uh, right now. We're right now. We're not really on social media, but it's there. Allegedly, our Instagram is wine, wine, and once. Uh, wine, the beverage comes first. And our Gmail is wine, wine, and once at gmail.com. Send us shit, we'll read it, and we'll all go through a journey together. And I think you should all applaud Dee right now for not yep. saying that the wine comes first. I It's a new season, new me. It's beautiful. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I had to practice it a few times. Uh, let me pull up this email. Yeah. We'll see if I can like read it through the first time without jumbling up my words too terribly much. This email comes from Nick, and I'm just going to read it word for word, and then we're going to chit-chat about it a bit. Sounds good. Hello today, longtime fan and first time writing in. Traveling on the audio journey of you reacting to what's happening unearthed some buried memories, so I guess thank you for that. You are welcome. Sorry. You're very welcome. Sorry. I, I you know, it's a service we provide. It's not in a good your last service. episode. <laughs> it is, yes. Just a service. It, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
in your last episode, and I did some research. I believe this was after second start of the right. So season two, episode 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your last episode, I wanted to poke at a few notes. Fish, by and large, do not have a smell until they reach a bad point. I'm already mm-hmm. upset. I forgot to say that the subject for this email that I had to read alone was islands and fish and whiskey. Oh, my. Beautiful. So already you're in. all listening to this with me. I was alone. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, fish, by and large, do not have a smell until they reach a bad point. Most fish, like meats, do have individual smells. None of them wholly unpleasant until they reach a specific point in age. If something smells fishy, it's it really it's probably just not good or low quality, so probably not good to eat that. Fantastic. And I know exactly what this is referencing. Uh, we'll discuss after, but I'm very upset. <laughs> <laughs> because fish. Because fish. Yes. As a longtime fan of Lost, I've also realized that although the showrunners for once are new graduates of the Lost team, they have a lot of the same pitfalls that befell Lost. Flashbacks and coincidence work a lot better when magic is real and isn't blamed on fate, which also exists in the fairy tale. But certainly one thing they can never seem to escape are organizations misleading how big they are. Referring to two people as head office, home office is absolutely maddening, and the lack of development of throwaway characters is huge. It's equally Mm -hmm. impossible. (laughs) Infuriating. (laughs) Absolutely infuriating. Yeah. (laughs) It's equally impossible to separate once from its lost origins as Trivia Time, Oceanic Airlines, Apollo Candy Bars, and McCutcheon Whiskey are all scattered throughout once. Next time you see a candy bar or a bottle of whiskey, see if it's those. It probably is for some reason. Thanks for the entertainment. I hope you're having a lovely day. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, um, Nick, I'm Thank <laughs> you, Nick. Thank you so much <laughs> yes. for this email. Thank you. I am Thank you, for the- you have a okay. penny. Okay, I know exactly what this is calling out. It's when Mary Margaret was like, I, I, I smell, I smell, um, and she said a specific fish. I think she said like sardines. Sardines or something. Yeah, it was super specific. And I was like, bitch, it's a fish. Which is fine. I don't know my fish smells, but now I'm more upset because if she could smell it and maybe, maybe it smelled the way fish should smell, but also now I'm concerned that the cannery in, in uh, Storybrooke might have rotten Fish. fish. I mean, I guess, I guess if, if, well, I, I, you know what? I'm not going to speak to this. I don't eat sardines. I really don't either. So I, don't I can't, I can't speak to like canning and the canning process. And if you have to like remove part of the fish to right. can. I know nothing. Cause if, if, if you do, then I guess I could see there being a smell of sardines. Cause I do know sardines have a smell. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know that that is a thing people I assume, say. Like, like a like salty sardines. smell. Yeah. So if you're removing parts of the sardine to can it, then yeah, I guess because those pieces would sit out and mm-hmm. create the smell of something right. going bad. But I don't, I, I am concerned. Um, Nick, do you know more... the canning process? Can you tell us more? About yeah. Right <laughs> in. Send us more about the canning process because canning... Write in more about the canning process. Can you tell us more about the crown of power? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Can you tell us more about the canning process? No. No. (laughs) And that's what you should say to us, Nick. That is actually what you should say to us. Yeah. Um, No, here's my thought process. Because I'm scared. It's never good when you have a thought process. (laughs) No, it's not. 
I'm the crazy person who has to deal with the family tree. It's never a good thing when I have a thought. No. Um, this is just my, the, off the, listening to this for the first time, this is what popped into my head. Um, do Lost and Once Upon a Time take place in the same universe? Do they share a universe? Well, I don't like what you're saying. I'm just saying if pieces of well, things from the Lost universe are in one. I mean, I don't, not, I don't know. It, it's very much like the same thing of like Parks and Rec in the good place. Do they share mm-hmm. a universe? There's things that are called out right. to. How like in, in Spider-Man, Tom Holland's Spider-Man often references Star Wars movies while talking to, what's his face? Um, Blanking on who Samuel L. Jackson plays. Like, and that's a whole weird. Mace Windu. Thank you. Thank you. And like, that's I, a weird. I need everyone to know she named maybe the only <laughs> single person I could have named because I wanted a purple lightsaber. So I respect badly. that so much. Purple is a great color. I love purple. Purple's awesome. It's fantastic. And he um, had purple lightsaber, and I wanted purple lightsaber. Now I could have named certain Star Wars characters from the original. Right, right. The new people I I've seen the movie, I still don't know. Uh, the prequels, eh, hit and miss. Yeah. And yeah, then exactly. the new one, I haven't even. I'm well, and there's seen, all the animated sorry. shows. There's a show called The Bad Batch. I call it The Bad Bitch every time. Yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. I just I just call it The Bad Bitch. Mm-hmm. And Riley's been watching that one and Rebels and The Mandalorian. Like, oh my god, I can't not keep up with and it all. And then um There's like another one. Yeah, there's one that's supposed to be really good that I don't Andor? Andor? Oh yeah. Is Andor? that what it's called? Yeah, sure. I don't sure, know. we'll go with that. All that to say, I haven't even uh, seen the freaking new movie, so, so I'm not the target audience. So I, I feel like I can't, in good faith of our day and age, say that it that wouldn't make sense because then you'd have multiple people playing the same thing. We have the MCU, and so clearly it doesn't fucking matter. Because I'm like, oh, we have Tiny, and then he's also in Lost, and we have Belle, who's also... That wouldn't work. It absolutely would. It absolutely the, would. The rules are broken. They don't apply. Yeah. Um, and the fact that the show is so intense on like poking fun like we'll talk about it later but the good morning storybook yes segment they have the lost numbers for the lottery mm-hmm. like they with a they, tiny chance mm-hmm. ha 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 funny funny because tiny's from lost ha. right so funny ha ha ha, ha, ha. ha, ha. i'm so humored. i don't want them to exist in the same universe but the show just, is certainly trying to convince us that maybe they do exist I'm especially because season be. seven of once upon a time is the re like they it's a re- they've established it's a re- re- they've established different versions of people they've established people can look the same and be different they have wish realms of people they don't give a fuck right there's all there's different i believe the argument is different cultures have different versions of the same story. Yes, that is what they went with. Yeah, okay, all right, yeah. Which is not incorrect. The Cinderella story is one of the most common stories in almost any culture you can find a Cinderella story. Yeah. But But. that being said, that that is how we justified not bringing back Mm -hmm. old Cinderella and getting a new Cinderella because we were done with I wanted a new Cinderella. Cinderella. No. 
to do Absolutely it all not. over my social media. I no. can't. I'm no. so upset. Andrew Lloyd Webber, you owe me money. <laughs> Um, so I guess, Nick, you didn't have a question. This wasn't what you wanted us to talk about. But yes, uh, there is, in fact, a multiverse in which Lost and Once Upon a Time do take place in the same timeline. Thank you. Uh, I think I think it's a, I, it might be a universe. If Ooh. the details are the same, it's a universe. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's a multiverse. I think it's a universe. I think it's a universe and there's just doppelgangers and we have to live with that. Right. And so there's going to be a weird metaphysical part of once upon a time where they go you know what there is a weird part of that once metaphysical once part of once upon a time where in which they go to an afterlife yep where's the polar bear where's the polar bear in hades (laughs) obviously in the underworld you're right with hades not incorrect um so i hate this show thank you that's all we have time for thank you (laughs) uh bonus features now that we can move past that um upsetting time for everyone uh-huh. no but seriously thank you for emailing we like when we get stuff we're vain most i i just like again i like anything that's gonna spark questions for me that's so fair. that's fair this has... to... i think you should just email us upsetting things yeah Please try to upset me mm-hmm. i want mm-hmm. to be upset. we dare you to <laughs> i <laughs> thank want you, to hurt yes Appreciate thank you it. I am upset. You did succeed. Yes. Uh, so the bonus features for this season have, you know, the things you would expect. You have your deleted scenes. You mm-hmm. have your audio commentaries for a few episodes, which we might do in the future. Because I think that's I really like fun to. to listen to audio commentaries and see what is said that we may not know. Yeah, I would, lo- I would love that. Yeah. I love audio commentaries. Oh, absolutely. Especially with um, actors involved. Right. Uh, had good morning story, Brooke, all, all of this stuff. Yes. Um, which asterisk, we realized that we went over that in season one, thinking it was part of season one. It was not as part of season two. We're really good at research. I don't know if you've noticed. We're, we always look up our facts and, you know. That's why we've asked them. Oh, I was going to say, that's why we've asked for somebody to send us information about the canning process yeah we won't look it up no but uh we were very confused last season like wait why is this being referenced already if it's season one because it wasn't the fucking season one bonus feature we're just right it was was season two season Um, two and three season two and three had it but you know we're here now um damn it um delightful still we rewatched delightful it makes a shit ton more sense yeah um this is just a fun fact for the show that uh-huh. Uh, JMO made a comment about how at this point in the show, each episode lasts about a day. So Emma has been in Storybrooke for a full four months. I hate this. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't no. line up. What the fuck is she talking about? There are clear episodes where that take over take more than right. one day. And here's what it reminds me of, though, kind of. So I'm in a D&D campaign where it's a modern setting and... Which is great. Modern setting is super fun. Except when you realize time is going to move very slowly. Because unlike in a fantasy adventuring party where you're like, you're traveling across the continent. Three weeks of horseback travel has passed. You're like, yeah, um, you and your friends like go to the coffee shop that's like down the street. You can take a car there and you're there in two minutes and you mm-hmm. question the guy. And then I guess you all live here so you can go back to your house. So we've, we've been playing for three months. We have gone three days in game. <laughs> Three days. We started on Halloween. It is November 4th in game. Like, I don't understand. 
beginning of November 4th. I don't. <laughs> Which is fine. I'm delighted. But it, it, the problem that presents is you, as players, you're like, yeah, we've been playing for like three months. Our characters know each other well. And you're like, no, they don't. It's they been three days. days. They give no shits about each other. How do right. you like... And that's kind of the issue we have here. Emma's been here for so short amount of time, yet feels so deeply invested that it feels like yeah. the timeline that JMO has presented, which isn't confirmed by anyone, that's just her thoughts, has broken something in Storybrooke. Well, it doesn't make sense. Number one, I, again, I'm sure she was just asked off the top of her head, had to talk without knowing. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not like they gave her talking points about it. There are episodes that clearly have more than one day involved in them. Uh-huh. And if they don't, then there's a weird day-night cycle in Storybrooke that apparently doesn't take 24 hours. No. Because no. There, are so, there are times that it's like, oh, no, very clearly there are days in an episode. From, like, where we start to where we end because there's an investigation done. Or, like, a night passes. Morning happens. Someone eats breakfast in the middle of an episode. Yeah. They're making tacos. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But it's, yeah, that's. Hot nonsense. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to get on JMO about it because she's not a writer. No, 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 no. But it, it just upset me for reasons. Also. Your timeline should be clear, and your actors should be able to tell how many days have passed. Yes, yes. And or that, oh, no, like, months have passed. We don't know how right. exactly how many days, but, you know. Yep. You have all those. So, all that to say, we have these bonus features. There are also some little specials peppered in. I will read yeah. the titles of them to you. We will go, all, we will take you on this journey. We and it a is a fra- journey. It is a journey. First, we have a fractured family tree. Explore the tangled magical genealogy behind the series fam- fairy tale family. I will say, Since- spoiler <laughs> alert, this is my favorite. <laughs> this is this is what I'm here for. It's is, so good. It, as as the official keeper of the family tree, mm-hmm. this be my shit. Oh, absolutely. Next, we have sincerely hook set sail with Colin O'Donoghue. And learn more about the man behind the hook. Fine. Girl power. Enjoy a high-impact look at Storybrooke's fearless females as they fight for love and justice between the realms of magic and reality. I have two comments. That's all I'm going to say for now. That's all I will say for now. I, I, I have two comments. Oh, oh, please go. Number one. Can you tell which one was our least favorite based on the tone of these boys? No, I am so good at masking that shit. You were it's so, so hated. I'm an actor. Have you heard <laughs> of my uh, different accents? I have heard of your different accents. I love them. But also, actor, then, why didn't you sing Sincerely Hook? Because that's all I can hear. Sincerely Hook. Exactly. That's it. I also don't know why they call it Sincerely Hook. It doesn't make sense after having watched it. No, nothing about it makes sense. No. Well, no, things about it make sense. But anyhow. We'll get into that later. First, we're just going to start at the top. We're going to start with what the first thing listed on the wiki was, which was a fractured family tree, which 
being asked, we did no research. We believe it was narrated by uh, Bailey Madison. It sounds like her. It sounds like her. It makes sense to be her. She was around. They could have her do this in a day. Yeah. It, it feels like it's her. I don't know. I could, I did do a little bit of research trying oh. to figure out the narrator. I Again, cursory research. I no. was not del- digging and no. delving. I just did a quick Google search and couldn't really find confirmation um, because I was doing it while we were watching right. other things. Sorry. This, uh, is, <laughs> um, this is the most delightful thing I've ever watched. It's seven perfect. minutes. I will link it to the story. I know I say I'm going to link shit a lot. I will link the YouTube video one of our stories because of how purely delightful it is. I am upset. Mm-hmm. Um, Why are you I upset, though? Talk to me. Be- I'm upset because it's our podcast. It is. It's our <laughs> humor style. It is the shit we say, like, stolen from our mouths in the past. Except it's important to note that it was only released on the Blu-ray. And yes. neither one of us ever had We've the Blu-ray. We've never seen this. I, this was a I first. I do own the DVDs yes. for seasons one and two. Um, and then Neverland happened and I never bought another box set again. But I do have the first two seasons on DVD. And this was not released on no. the DVD. It was only on it, the Blu-ray. The funniest seven minutes of my life. It feels like humor, like the 2022-23 humor that we all live in today it, but it feels was like someone clowning on the show mm-hmm. from now which yeah. is why i was like surely the blu-ray must have been released later no. when they kind of no. knew what was no they were released at the same time for all i for from what i could tell yep so um, there, there is no full way for us to capture what this segment was so we're just gonna each share a few of our favorite it's utter chaos we're each gonna share just like two or three of our favorite quotes Oh, um, two or three? Is t- that what we're... Is that I what don't know. I All have, of them. How many do I we have? I have five written. Great. Two or five. Oh, even better. All right, you, you start. I'll do, we'll just kind of go back and forth. You you start. Um, First of all, just to give you a little, like, taste of what the humor style of this is, um, they're talking about James and mm-hmm. David. Right. And the events that led David to become... Prince James. Sure. And the narrator says, luckily, the original James was still under warranty. (laughs) (laughs) Still so good. Under warranty. Yeah, under warranty. That's the funniest shit I've It is so good. All right, my my first one. This is from Michael Raymond James, who plays Neil. I'm not sure Ancestry.com could figure out this family tree. Beautiful. Just beautiful. It makes me happy. It's it's so good. Um, oh, this was my favorite one. I'm, I'm ready. Let's hear it. This was my absolute favorite one for so many different reasons. Um, number one, just the humor is, is hilarious. But number two, I don't know if you've noticed how much uh, I hate how they treated Ava. Right. And, like, how they handled it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, ahem. the books will say it was a pinnacle of virtue her entire life, but books are for nerds. <laughs> books are for nerds. <laughs> books are for nerds. <laughs> it's true. Books are for nerds. Books 
R for nerds. I mean, I am a nerd. I'm so a like, nerd, but I yeah. can say that, so it's fine. Yeah. I love All it. All good. Uh, this is a, a Jared Gilmore moment talking about how Queen Ava died. Cora poisoned her with magic, which is kind of impossible because magic isn't a poison. He's, he's not <laughs> It's <wrong>. not. <laughs> no, the 10-year-old is not incorrect. No, he's not. And that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then this is where now we're really into just more. I, I started enjoying what the actors, because the actors are interviewed in this. Oh, yeah. Like to tell about how um, things go. Yeah. This is, oh, like, by the way, we didn't really set this up. This is just talking about like the charming family tree. So this is quite literally low shit. It, it dives into it, what we know so far. Yeah, it's literally. In the most comical way. It's literally just about the, the family tree. tree. And the, no, well, the family no, tree. No, just tam- the, tumbleweed. The, tumbleweed. the tumbleweed. The tumbleweed. Oh, and at one point they do talk about how, like, the roots and the branches must all be, like, very interconnected. Tangled. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. very much. Tumbleweed-esque. Tumbleweed-esque. Um, Jennifer Goodwin. Uh-huh. Talking about Cora. Uh, Cora's my stepmother's mother my Mm -hmm. step grandmother Mm -hmm. and was the lover of my grandson's grandfather on the other side amazing (laughs) just hot Uh, nonsense i love it hot garbage terrible deeply upsetting my next quote is talking about um how Neil unceremoniously unceremoniously left the love of his life, leaving her with a car and a child. And the next line is, she kept the car, but not the kid. So good. So good. Which, yeah, it's not wrong. Nope. Just. It's not wrong. They did her so dirty and I love it. (laughs) They make everyone seem like such assholes. It's my favorite. It's so good. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I was very, very, very gratified to hear Lana Perea say, this family tree is one that definitely needs to be drawn out so we can all keep track of everything. And she's and not that's what wrong. You're, doing. you're, doing, that's what you're doing Lana's work for her. I, I am doing the Lord's work. Amen. I am doing the evil queen's work. Um, mm-hmm. Also, she says, my family is a bit all over the place. I don't know where I stand anymore. Neither <laughs> do I we. I think it's a problem when your actors don't even know. Yeah. Right? Beautiful. That's a problem. Beautiful. Um, my next one is uh, Jennifer Goodwin talking about Neil's side of the family tree. She goes, mm-hmm. Neil's parents, Gold and Mrs. Gold? Mrs. Rumpel? What was her name? Which is great. It makes sense. Like why why she was never in a scene with Mila. There's no reason for her to know that. But, so but also. But also hilarious. Objectively very mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, this one, it was just such a throwaway line, but they run through all of Henry's family tree, which I don't know if y'all know. 
is a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. Is a mm-hmm. deep clusterfuck that you cannot mm-hmm. untangle. Oh no, there is no way. And the narrator gets to the end and just goes, "I am amazing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is so funny because it is insane. It's bonkers. It's just insane. Do you have it, or do you want me to take it away? Take it away. All right, all right. <clears throat> so yada 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 yada, and. Henry is claimed to the throne of at least four kingdoms. On your favorite procedural, they call that motive. And that's the end of the segment. They call that motive. I think they have a comment about, like, be careful who you invite to dinner or something. Like, somebody's going to, like, Henry's going to murder these people. Henry is going to kill his family because he would like to be first in line for all four thrones. Uh, So, yeah, all that to say, we cannot recommend uh, that piece. That, no. that segment more enough. We can't. It, it's the funniest shit I've seen in twenty twenty. I never laughed harder. I had. I mean, I, had I probably have, but like, I've never laughed harder at a DVD extra. Correct. Uh, so could not recommend more. Fully and completely. Yeah. Recommend. I will. I will say the bonus feature starts strong. I'll just. I'll say that. That's all. <laughs> start strong. Yep. The next one we have Sincerely Hook, which was only about a five minute segment of just mm-hmm. talking to Colin O'Donohue all about Killian Jones, Captain Hook, and, you know, his reasons for how he portrayed him, his favorite mm-hmm. things. Like he talks about how when they were doing the um, fin- finalizing one of the scenes and for the first time the hook was brought out to him, it was just like, oh, yep, I'm here. I'm mm-hmm. in character now. That that was a moment for him. So oh. we agree that mm-hmm. this segment is all about shit. We're going to turn this kind of skeevy guy into a love interest next season. And we need to get everybody on board. Correct. Even at one point he says, like, I didn't expect like the fan base to freak out so much about this charming, dastardly pirate. Like you can, like this, you can. Weird that-, that people want to call themselves hookers. He he says that. He does. It that. is weird. But that's um, what they called themselves. Yeah, they called hookers. themselves hookers. And so that tells me even the show was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like we didn't we didn't know. Yeah. But now we um, know, Mr. President. Right. It, mm-hmm. And uh, the only other thing I took away from this is they should have let him keep his Irish accent. Um, absolutely, yes. There is I don't know why no they didn't. reason he, was, he should not have been Irish. His Irish accent is... So charming mm-hmm. and so delightful. Yeah. It makes him even more like more. Yeah. It, 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 he's more charming. He's more handsome. It's just, it makes not he- to say that you're immediately more attractive if you have an accent. That's not what I'm saying. It's no. Just, it makes the character. Especially because he's he's getting to talk without thinking about his accent. Yes. So like the first few episodes he's in, his voice changes. He has not figured out what voice to use for Hook yet. Right, and I just I think I mean again we were talking about it because in a couple of these shorts, like Robert Carlyle is speaking. 
Cool. And we remembered, oh, right, he's got a very he's intense accent as well. Very Scottish man. And and his voice is great, but I do understand why he would, they asked him to not Hold use it. Down. it. Mm-hmm. I, I still think we could have done a little more with it, but that might have been his choice. Um, like, I get it, because when he does speak, you do have as an American sort of have to kind of decode a little bit. Yeah. He's, he's completely intelligible. You can understand him, but if he was relaying plot very fast, I can see why it would be, okay, maybe for an American show, we need to tone it, tone the accent down a little bit. Yep. But Colin O'Donoghue is completely can speak as fast as he wants and no words get pretty much understand him i mean i may i don't know maybe that's not true for people who don't aren't used to hearing accents all the time that's true that's true um for for me personally i just love his voice his voice is so pretty it's so pretty it also does make him more charming it does it does Agreed. Um, we were sitting there going like, oh, this is like, they're trying to make us like the man in front so of us get, so that, so we can get behind like, it romance. Yeah, like, you know that character that we kind of presented as really skeevy and shitty and not really great? You have to love him now. Right. We're going to 180 that on you without giving you any heads up. He needs to be a legitimate part of of a tr- of a love triangle now like it's immediately they've never landed he's like i think i love him it's weird it's like, it, immediately it's he changes fast. that especially when you realize that neverland is not a whole season uh-uh. like so much of his neverland shit is emma yeah just immediately wild. changes his mind They're like yeah i know that girl mila mila who mm-hmm. you know my whole driving motivation forget it we don't know her I don't know her anymore. I don't remember her. I do not care to address her. No. So that's Sincerely Hook, which takes us to the last of the extended features. It's a little piece called Girl Power. Let me read the full title again, Mm -hmm. lest you have forgotten it. Mm -hmm. Girl Power. Mm -hmm. Enjoy a high impact look at story rooks. Fearless females as they fight for love and justice between the realms of magic and reality. Let's dive into it. First of all, we get an action heist intro for each mm-hmm. we do. girl. The women, I may forget some, but the ones I remember getting an intro, we have uh, Snow White, we get Emma, we get the Evil Queen, Mulan mm-hmm. and Belle. Yep. Okay, great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those are the uh, five so we're this, talking this about. A, this is presented almost as a video essay of like, we're going to talk to you about how the strong women are strong. Except for they have a few pitfalls. The first one being they don't clearly tell us what their thesis of what a girl power is. They they try. Yes, and we are left with the deduction that girl power is just a man with with a take a man's personality and make it female. It's upsetting to me that they keep having people talk about how like our women are different than other characters Mm -hmm. um because they're so strong and 
so smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and other women on TV are not portrayed this way. Well, Our sure. ladies act like dudes. Right. That, and that's where their power comes from is how masculine can we make our females without losing that feminine energy. Right. And that's, and that, that's the girl power of it all is that girl power. we are a balancing of the masculine and feminine energies. Where they I, mention I, balance so much where it's like, so yes. you're not, it's not girl power. You're looking for equality. So what you're looking for is girls to act like dudes. Like, I would prefer what they're trying to do. Because, again, we talked about this. You, Lo and I were talking about how this is very much the 2012 perspective. Energy. Yeah. It's the same. You know, like, this is just how strong women were presented. That's how you got it across in media. And I will say, I'd prefer this attempt than just another show where men dominate. Like, I'll, I'll take it. I'm happy with it. Yeah. Like, it was I... Also- it, I don't mind their show. I don't right. mind the characters they but present. But the, the segment. With. I don't like the segment. No. And I think the the strange thing is that half the time, as it is a show written and produced and executive produced primarily by men, mm-hmm. you have a bunch of men talking at you about what girl power is. There are two women in the whole segment. Besides the cast, you know, each right. leading lady on, gets to discuss on production. their character. On pro- the uh, on the production side of things or the writing side of things, yeah. we have two women, mm-hmm. and that then show up intermittently, right? In fact, we both cheered when Jane Edspinson showed up because uh-huh. she. It was like several minutes into the thirteen-minute yeah. short. It was all men talking at us, and it had all been men telling us about. Girl power, girl until she showed up. And, oh, I remember what she talked about. She talked about how she deliberately wanted Snow to have a bow and arrow because for a woman who can't, like, unless you're yeah. like, relying on magical strength, you're not going to be able to like properly wield a sword in this right, setting. And then somebody else jumps in, jumps in and says, "Well, like in the wedding scene, our Snow is different because when she pulls that sword, you mm. feel like she's going to wield it." And then you watch the clip and you're like, okay, number she's one, gonna, I didn't, she sh- if she's going to wield it, it's not a one-handed weapon for her. No. It's why two-handed she because she can't hold it up. Like, no. it's, hard, it's too heavy for Jennifer Goodwin. Yeah. yeah. So, she, and as a woman, the str- I mean, again, this was so much earlier in our understanding of feminism and whatever, but like, what would be strong is her wielding the weapon properly for who she is. Yes. Two-handed, ready to strike because it's too heavy for her. Right. And I did, we did find out that Jennifer Goodwin took archery in like high school or something, which. At summer camp. Summer camp. There it is. Um, <laughs> but like, that makes a lot of sense because it's still a badass weapon. It is something that she can use expertly. And it well, makes sense not- for her body type. They're giving us little petite snow. Like, I'm sorry. Like, not that, that if you're petite, you can't do, you can't, you know. No, but, but she's wielding, I think the important thing, in, like, especially in that scene, is she's wielding charming sword. Yes, it is not it's a weapon not that is weighted for her. Sword. It is not the right height for her. Right. It should be too heavy for her because she is not the same size as him. Correct. 
so she should be able, like, so she should have to hold it two-handed because then I would believe she's ready to use it because when she holds it out in one hand and it's waving all around, I don't believe she's ready to use it. It's an empty threat because she's not holding it ready to go. She's holding it where it can be knocked out of her hand in two seconds flat. So uh, I didn't like it. Exactly. I was also just angry that Belle was included. Not because she's don't don't come at me. She can be an independent woman. the The context they included her in was how she is always set for adventure and is always the you know one like the go getter. I'm like, homegirl spends a lot of time trapped in a castle because she's literally trapped in a castle, and then also, she's in an insane home. asylum because also at home. Homegirl spends a lot of time trapped in a slightly abusive relationship i said correct correct no like and that's and that's the weird thing where they're like they keep referencing how it was so cool to have mulan and Belle team up like for the two scenes they were together two times yeah and then like also what i did not like was them talking about Belle in reference to the animated movie saying she's always dreaming of adventure and not and then so it was nice to get to turn it on its head by having her go on an adventure Mm -hmm. what part of being trapped in an enchanted castle with a man who's been cursed to be a beast is not an adventure yeah it's a different adventure but it's an adventure but the the thought is she does get her adventure right right she She absolutely does is taken from everything she knows and has to adjust and learn and uh-huh. then chooses to stay in that adventure. Yeah. Don't So I didn't uh, like that because it was a fundamental misunderstanding of right. Beauty and the Beast, which then does make me understand that they fundamentally yes. misunderstand Beauty and the Beast yes. on the whole. Um, it was also funny to me when they mentioned, you know, the traditional fairy characters are are portrayed as young and innocent, and it shows young Snow and Aurora, Aurora. like full grown woman that she is. You don't talk at all about Aurora. Except <laughs> like, to show her argue, as a traditional princess. She, like I would argue, they gave her some actual girl power, whatever the fuck that means to this show. But in the show, Aurora mm-hmm. does ha- like first of all, when she doesn't have agency, it's because she's being controlled by a heart. Like you cannot come at her for that. But right. she's very much, I am going with you. I will be saving my friends. You can't tell me to stay behind. I'm coming along too. I like my pretty dresses and I'm cold and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm falling behind. I'm still going to fucking go. I'm, But I'm still going. You're not leaving me. Yeah. That's yeah. girl power, damn it. Well, like, again, and I did, it just, it, I was so annoyed because I was like, oh my goodness. Your entire thesis is like, look at all these women who act like men and that's why they're interesting as opposed mm-hmm. to being like, because then they have this whole like girl gang team up at the end talking about ne- <laughs> or about the enchanted forest yeah. from the beginning of the uh, of the season when they're like all there except oh, for Belle. And then um, like they're talking about it in like, oh, it's this team up and I'm like, yeah, but what we should have been focusing on is, like, the girl power of this is right. men would have let their egos get in the way, or this would have happened differently, or whatever it is. Right. And that they're powerful because they're women. They did, they did something they, different. Right. Like, their power comes from the fact, like, if you're going to call it girl power, the power should come from the fact that they're girls. Girls. Not because they're women that act the way a man would. 
and right. are able to get through the situation. But again, what a what a solid reminder of how far we've come in like right. ten years. Right. So that's because, girl oh, power. I was infuriated. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. I hated it. Uh then we watched, you know, the deleted scenes. Not deleted scenes, we watched the bloopers, which I love a blooper reel. I do love was, a blooper reel. However, I love a blooper reel when there are actually bloopers. And Lo, you had some really good points about what a lot of this blooper reel was. I I think, and I think they do it a lot on this show because I remember having mm-hmm. kind of the same thought last time mm-hmm. for season one. I don't, I don't know that people necessarily. I don't know if it's ego. I don't know what it is. It doesn't feel like people want their mistakes out there. No. Like, I think the most fun watching a blo- blooper reel is when, like, somebody makes a mistake and their cast makes make fun of them. Or, you and know. they say the wrong line entirely. Or, like, yeah, and it's forget their line and everybody at all. laughs and, you know, yeah. like, you can see the camaraderie between right. the people making the show because everybody starts laughing and it's a safe place to kind of make yeah. fun of your friends. Right. And so much of this blooper reel is just, like, people making faces at the camera. Yeah. Yep. Like, it was not that. There was, like, one actual blooper where uh, J-Mo got a line wrong. She was like, you were going to tell me that you knew who I was? Like, where I, where I, like, where Who I came from? Who I came from? And she's, like, standing there and goes, who I came from? Like she, who I came who from? I came. And you could hear Michael just like cracking up, like right, like oh yeah, because you can you see came them having from a Snow good time. White's uterus. Well, just like you can tell, they're having a good time. Like he's kind of teasing her because she fucked the line. Yeah, because that's funny. It's funny. and because she's clearly laughing at herself. Like who I right. came from? That makes zero sense. Oh my god. Yeah, and the other bloopers that are kind of funnier, the ones where it's like something around them bloopers like oh a set piece fell like there's a few of those that are kind of funny where they're reacting to like yeah i pulled out the sword i hit a wall and now i'm just gonna like, like put the sword that, let me just go put that or back. during the Try bell and um rumple date the, the you know the iced tea lacy she wants yeah, more yeah. wine the, the, the moment the waiter like drops a set piece on the table and they're both just like oh oh no that's not yeah. gonna work uh or yeah. when rumple and Rumple when um Robert and Colin are doing a scene and all of a sudden Colin just goes oh okay you're you're crushing my nuts like yeah like <laughs> there's stuff like that and there's like some things that are like clearly the cast having fun together that mm-hmm. are planned but when it's like uh hey pranks and stuff uh, Barbara Hershey none of your bloopers made the- can you just, like stare at the camera and make a funny face for us yeah like just make a funny face at the camera. Thank you. Which, again, not that there's anything wrong with that, because I think it is human nature. Like, if you're standing awkwardly and, like, you're in the, the center yeah. of attention, but you're not on. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, it's human nature to kind of make a funny face, and, like, yeah. that would get caught on camera. Right. Like, it is It is funny. There's the one but, where uh, Lana yeah. has her shackles. She goes, I, I undid my shackles. I'm free. Haha, <laughs> I did it. She starts pretending to punch all right. the guards. Yeah, like, that one's fun. Like, but again, like they probably tell that they're having fun, but but I think it's because the first blooper, the first one they show is 
uh, Jennifer Goodwin under a tree and she smacks her cheek because there's a bug and she's like, is it gone? And she goes, blooper reel. Like they're aware that some of the stuff is like for the blooper reel. Going, yeah, yeah, going into the blooper reel. And like, I mean, and I think the funniest, probably like the actual funniest stuff that is on here is they, is Lana Perea messing with her line. They want to put me away like some black and white panda in a zoo or whatever. Like mm-hmm. some, it, yeah. it, it is panda, I think. Yeah, she says panda. Uh-uh, uh. I don't think so. Because like she kind of messed up her line and so yeah. she just decided Riffed to off of it. fully weird into it. Fully into it. Go very New York or whatever. Yeah. And then a very clear prank that has been pulled by Colin and Robert in which they are in a passionate clinch and then like the doors open and they ruin the scene because they're yeah they ruin the scene with their unofficial doc um, Emily like runs in and like and you know Robert pushes Colin away and like embraces her instead yeah you know because it's funny, because they're enemies. Also, I would like to be clear, they do not go on the fuck friend. That is not a strike. <laughs> it is not canon. <laughs> it might be. It's not canon. I'm not saying they will end up, because I have a feeling they're going to end up. Which is going to be reasonable. so upsetting. I'm going to be so fair. tired. I'm going to be so tired in that moment. That's that's fair. Um, So this, this brings us to the meat and the potatoes of the the bonus features, deleted uh-huh. scenes in which we decide if the scenes needed to be there or if they were right in getting rid of them. Yeah. Um, so I'm I just going to... Better track record overall. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I'm just going to read each deleted scene and we'll talk about them one at a time. Mm-hmm. First is called Young Confidence. These first two are both from the We Are Both episode. Uh, Young Confidence. David is seen looking at Jefferson's hat and a, a call comes in on Mary Margaret's house phone. Well, he like pulls out his flip phone. Calls his little tiny flip phone. Yeah. And the house phone starts to ring. Henry scoots on down the stairs to see who it is. And David's like, oh, it was me. I just wanted to hear her voice on the answering machine. And Henry states that like, well, you're going to find him because you're a prince. And they like, he has a bunch of like really weird comments. Like, yeah, you fought with a baby. And did this. And did this. Like, just casually mentions, like, these random things that David has done. And, and he goes, sword I fought a baby. With a baby. <laughs> thought with a baby. But you're holding a baby while you were fighting. Like, yeah. Very cute. It, it's cute because it shows that David misses Mary Margaret. No. I yeah. think it is good because he's like, you know, I'm kind of the brains of the operation. I should go with you. And David's like, ha no. Yeah. No, like, I like it. I definitely like it. I kind of wish we'd gotten it, but I understand why it got cut. Right. It doesn't, there's not anything in that where I'm like, that would that was the context we needed for this episode. Uh, and especially in an opening season, like an opening episode, really. Right. Right. Really, like, if anything, it shows that. That was a pretty jam-packed episode. Y- exactly. We are both already had a lot it was covering. So mm-hmm. fine. Fine for them to have deleted it. Uh, next, we have a new day. A few Storybrooke residents are shown adjusting to their new dual reality. Uh, Dr. Whale is abs- absconding to the hospital laboratory and Hopper. <laughs> oh, Dr. Hopper uh-huh. walks by Gold what Shop. What is he doing? He sees Geppetto's petrified he- parents in the window of the pawn shop and he just stares at it. 
It's I mm-hmm. it's so dumb. Yep. Oh, here's a fun fact on this one it says. Uh-huh. The show creators feared that the scene with Dr. Whale would make the viewers realize too early that he was Dr. Frankenstein, so it was cut to save the big reveal for the doctor because he walks into the laboratory. That's dumb. <laughs> it's very dumb. But again, not a scene that was needed. I do like Hopper just like having a trauma moment of, oh God, it's the people oh. I turned into puppets. We also both were screaming as the camera got closer <laughs> to the puppet. <laughs> It just isn't what we wanted. No. Uh, No. All right. Deleted scene number three. It'll be fun. This one comes from the episode The Doctor. Mm -hmm. Deleted scene's called Chamber of Hearts. Regina, the Doctor, and Jefferson are in Cora's heart vault. vault. Yeah, yeah. After after Frankenstein inspects the heart, you know, she... Looking at this whole room full of hearts, and uh-huh. he's and Jefferson's like, whose hearts are these? And Regina's like, I don't know. She was an awful person. So Frankenstein finds the heart he wants, and the walls of the vault begin to close in. And yeah, Regina's yeah. like, Jefferson, use your hat. And he's like, not enough room. And so she's trying to like use her little baby magic that she's not good at yet, and they keep uh-huh. just yelling, Your Majesty, Your Majesty, Your Majesty. And Frankenstein and Jefferson stop the wall with a statue, so the walls are no longer closing in. But then the ceiling begins to descend down yes. on them. Uh, it's so funny. And eventually Regina masters teleportation and saves them. So it it was a very long scene. All it really did for me was, oh, baby Regina learning her magic still. Yeah, like I, I, I like it for that. I fully understand why we got rid of it because there was just simply no need for it. Yeah. But it was context cute. Of, I liked it. And also, Jefferson, hi. Anytime I can get Sebastian Stan on my screen, I am a happy girl. Yep. Why is my computer not? There we go. The next is from In the Name of the Brother. I don't believe we saw this one. I think so. We did not. So let's let's read it and see what we think. Great. Dr. Whale is tasked with mending Hook's wounds and performing surgery on the stranger who was caught. We did. We did. Whose car crashed upon entering Storybook. Some of the townspeople fear that the stranger may have seen magic, which could expose her two identities to the world. Mm -hmm. And they think that leaving him to die would be the best solution. Meanwhile, Mr. Gold tries to reunite with a despondent Belle. Cora attempts to reunite with daughter Regina. And in the land that was, Victor desperately wants to prove to a disproving father. That's the synopsis. I was going to say, this sounds like... I was like, this scene is so much. It jumped up because he was doing that when I picked the episode. Okay, we did watch this one. I was going to say. So, this comes from the episode The Name of the Brother, and the scene is called Hallucinations. In the midst of all the chaos in the hospital, Hook finds his way out of the handcuff and is just roaming around. He has a a plate filled with blue jello, and he's like, hey. Hey, what's this? Like, he's kind of just walking around. He sees Ruby and is like, well, hello, you're quite real, aren't you? Because he claims that he was thought he was hallucinating the jello because yeah. of the yep. color. Yeah. And and he's like, what is this? And Emma's like, jello. And, and Snow doesn't even, she just goes, it's food. You eat it. Done. Leave me alone. Again, it does nothing. I did find it very funny. I It was a very funny scene. I'm glad we watched it. Uh, I'm glad we watched it. Was it needed for the show? Absolutely no. not. 100% should have been cut and was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is 
town. Oh gosh, from Manhattan. Mm-hmm. A crowd favorite. By that I mean my favorite. As David and Mary Margaret are putting away dishes, Ruby enters the loft. She informs them that Greg Vendell should be discharged the next few days, and she'll be and she, uh, he'll be leaving soon. And she mm-hmm. will, you know, make sure that happens. She might be killing him. We don't know. So I they're discussing so. the urgency of getting rid of him, and notably pointing out he runs into Hooker Cora. That could be mm-hmm. bad. Mary Margaret receives a phone call from Emma, so they all leave the apartment. Yeah, it was a useless scene. Yeah. Absolutely useless. Completely useless. Uh, Next, we have a scene from The Miller's Daughter called Mm -hmm. Smooth Sailing. Sailing from New York to Storybrooke, Henry and Neil have some bonding time when Henry references Peter Pan because they're talking, he's like trying to steer. He goes, it's not that easy. This isn't that difficult. It's kind of fun. And Neil's like, oh, it's fun until, you know, you have to do the math and the coordinates. And Henry goes, it's not that difficult. Second start of the right, straight on till morning. And Neil's like, the fuck? And he's like, haha, Neverland isn't what you assume it is. And he remarks that Mr. Gold won't die. He's not. He's good at surviving. <laughs> we need a best. At first, I was like, not important. And then we were like, no, because our biggest complaint was that uh, Neverland was not brought up until the very end. This would have at least brought up some tension of Neverland. It would have showed us there is something there. Yeah, that Neil has some connection to Neverland. Mm -hmm. And like Um, father-son bonding time, because I feel like we don't get enough of that. Also, this was the Miller's daughter, right? Yep. We could have taken out that rated X sex scene between (laughs) Gore and Rumpel. And probably have made the... time from it. Yep. Yeah, no. I'm just saying, maybe just, just he could saying. have sniffed her three times instead oh. of seven. Yes. No, I, I, we needed it. We needed yeah. it for a bunch of different reasons. Number one, Neil and Henry getting cute father-son moment. Number two, yeah. we needed Neverland earlier we needed than it. we got we in Neverland introduced. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe... Rumple could have sniffed Cora three times as opposed to seven, and we could right. have had room for this. Please. Uh, and I wouldn't have had to sit through seven sniffs. You know what? That's perfectly reasonable. I think uh, so. Next deleted scene comes from Second Star to the Right. Mm-hmm. It is called Storybooks. The darlings are sitting at dinner, and Wendy is asked twice to stop reading a book. She refuses, is getting frustrated. Her father's getting frustrated. And she's like, I'm at the part where an apprentice is about to cast a spell. But she doesn't stop reading. And so she's sent to her room by her father. Which is revealed to be intentional on her part. Is This is when she's like sneaking some food to Balefire. Yeah. Uh, this goes like to the scene directly after where she's like, here, I got you some bread. Um, this scene is absolutely necessary. We needed this so badly. Like, how many times, Lo, did you and I complain about, like, why does she want to go to Neverland suddenly? Like, she has a pretty cushy life. Her parents let her keep, like, the floorboard kid. Like, they don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> like they seem they really let her chill. keep her pet boy in the walls. Like. <laughs> but this shows that there is some tension. Even if it is, like, slightly on purpose so she can sneak him food, like, it would but still it's show. Still, yeah. Shows, still shows there is tension. And, right. And it's very much the, um, the classic wendy darling of it all of 
I, I have don't want this to grow up. Of, I don't want to grow up. I don't want to give up Correct. these things I love in order to become a lady or whatever. Correct. And my parents are pushing me to do that, even if they're kind-hearted and they're trying to do their best for me. I don't want that. And now I want to go with the shadow man. So, uh, yeah, we needed it. Also, did. I felt really attacked as somebody who was chronically oh, yelled at for reading yeah. at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Uh, this does bring us to our last deleted scene. Comes mm-hmm. This one comes from In Straight On Till Morning. Hook comes across the site of Regina's torture device thing, like, you know, the little yeah, yeah, taser yeah. box in his face with Greg and Tamara. Regina's rescue is briefly mentioned and hooked a man said they help him kill Rumpelstiltskin and keep his end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. Tamara states that the people they work for have a plan that aligns all of their interests now so things have changed. And Greg tells Hook to follow them and Hook you know kind of mocks Tamara about how Neil now knows the truth and hopefully that didn't ruin things too much for her and she's like mm, it's fine. Neil's gone. And Hook's like oh great. Gone. What does that mean? And she goes no I killed him. And then Hook is visibly shaken and limps out the door. <laughs> another one. We, that, uh, a, another episode that was incredibly necessary. The episode, another scene we, that was incredibly necessary. We needed this so badly. It, the, it, even if they're not telling us how suddenly these new plans are aligning, the throwaway line of like, hey, we now have a way that all of our interests can be aligned. So just follow our lead. Right. So hence, okay, right. That's why we changed. Motives are shifting. Motives, Motives are so shifting. So like we're getting it again. And then on top of that, we get, it's it's a tie to all of the reveal of Bay and Hook having a history. Right. And like. And, and Hook genuinely caring some and like not just. Yeah. Know, like, it. All of these moments, you know, the Henry and Neil moment and this one make it hurt more when Neil is dead and we needed that. We absolutely did. Also, I'm just kind of realizing I am furious that that is not what we chose to spend our time in Neverland on. Yep. Yep. The fact that we're not doing the like weird father-son relationship of Neil and and Hook, especially given that Emma's whole storyline is the weird father- mother relate daughter relationship of oh, her yeah. parents like we could have juxtaposed that so well no nope, like, we don't do that here it's weird because i am the same age as my parents and that's a weird thing yep that's where instead of doing the weird freaking love triangle that i hate it's so much stupid it's dumb dumb it's dumb it is dumb but I, I would say... But we did need it. We did need this. Yeah, like the last three especially. Like yes. The other ones, and there are some things that would have been nice, but by and large, they were not needed. I can see why they were cut. These last three deleted scenes, should, they should have found space for them. They should have. And also, I'm annoyed because I can think of things you could take out, too. Oh, incredibly easily. If- Especially, I mean, I, the Miller's daughter, that one would be hard to find room in. That I get. Fine, fine. That one's fine. I, I do understand why that scene got cut a little bit because it is, the Miller's daughter is jam-packed. But again, you could take out 
the seven minute sex scene of Rumpelstiltskin. Just take out Rumpelstiltskin entirely. Do we need that? Was he necessary for the plot? (laughs) I know he is, but like, was he? But was he? Um, no, but the, um, the one about from uh, Second Star to the Right, Mm -hmm. there is so much in that episode you could cut because our entire critique was oh my god they are spinning their wheels yeah like they don't know what to do they had stuff to do they could have left it in take out 30 seconds of regina arching her back and screaming Mm -hmm. but no that that's that's the important part it is (laughs) it's not not important (laughs) Speaking selfishly, not not important. <laughs> no, but from a plot perspective, yes. Yeah. Uh, no. Like they could have given me that as a deleted scene. Just that's fine. Yeah, there you go. See, then everybody's happy. Everyone's happy. <laughs> Put it um, on the DVD extras, and now people are buying your DVD. Right? Um, Sorry, but now I am really you. curious. I am really curious now about the Blu-ray exclusive deleted scenes. So if you guys had, if anyone has the Blu-ray and has seen them, please tell us if they're important. Yeah. Do you think they're necessary? What do you think? Yeah. Also, what do you think about these guys? Yeah. Are we wrong? Are we right? Like what, what are, what are your Would you, thoughts? you agree that I, well, where I would excise time? Right. <laughs> um, it'll have to be like in the story probably. Cause you know, like links and YouTube stuff is tricky. So if you're watching this in the, not in real time, You'll probably miss it, but I'll try to link like the YouTube to one of our stories so you can grab it and, and listen. Um, yeah. Also, just YouTube. YouTube's your friend. YouTube is your friend. You you all can do it. We encourage you to. Um, but yeah, those are the bonus features. Or, you know, oh, and of course, enjoy these things all however you choose. We encourage yes. legally, but yep. you know. Yep. If you don't have you the know. Blu-ray, uh, some people are nice and put it on YouTube. So there you go. We, we neither encourage nor. <laughs> we are neutral people that certainly use our resources to watch things today. Though we could have, we didn't have to. I own these. This is true. This is true. I do own that. I do own these. Weirdly exactly. Enough. So it's so there's that. Uh, but yeah, those are the scenes. The scenes. The season two. The scenuses. The scenuses. <laughs> the season two bonus features. Put your scenus away. <laughs> I cannot. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no, indeed. Uh, we have a few other things coming up during our break. Still, we're hoping to be back early April. If that changes, well, you know, we're finicky people. You know us. Uh, but we have, we'll be recording the Drunk Recap soon. Our favorite. Sober Recap. We will also try to, like, record a succinct actual recap. Because if you recall from season one, uh, our recap with locally famous Matthew Winter is not a recap more than yeah, well, it is a four-hour experience in which we all cry. We're just along for the ride. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So we'll do a, a, a recap, a real recap. Oh, here's what you missed on Glee. Uh-huh. We'll have locally famous Matthew Winter back to yep. explain to us what we've just watched. Yes. And, of course, we will have the drunken pre-cap. Oh, that that's coming soon, so be ready for whatever the fuck that looks like. Considering Lo and I, I know wait. so little about at least season two is our favorite season. We kind of knew the plot. 
Ish. And yet you still called it a water tornado. That's because I was drunk as a skunk. <laughs> and I will do it again. And I regret nothing. Um, yeah, no, this will be interesting because uh, I don't know that I have seen season three all the way through. No. More than like once or twice. Yeah, probably like, twice. once in real time, and maybe once you and I like yeah through it together. Yeah, I mean, I know what I know. I actually do know we've seen Neverland more <laughs> than we've seen a lot of other episodes <laughs> because we're we masochists. We are. We're masochists who are like surely, it's sure, not as like, bad as you remember. And then we're like, oh, it is oh, as bad as we remember. We need to keep watching. Yep, because we're also the people. That will, we have to go in order. Like, we have our favorites we'll jump around to, but if we're watching it, we can't skip. Yeah. No, like, once we put on an episode, we're at that episode and then just going. Yeah. Yep. Um, So, season, second arc of season two is Frozen? I think it is. I don't, I genuinely don't remember. I do not remember. We I think no, Zelina. Four, Zelina. Zelina. Season four Zelina. is Queen of the Darkness and, and Frozen. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so we're headed into Zelina territory post. Clearly, they did a great oh. job of making this season memorable. It's turning into the franchise show. Hello. You know, we're on topic, though, because it's... Wicked is coming. Wicked is coming. A two-part movie musical. Um, <laughs> well, that's a good note as any to end this on. Yeah. Um, have a great week, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, you can always find us on Instagram at wine, wine, and once. The beverage comes first. Mm-hmm. In our Gmails, wine, wine, and once at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts. We'll read them unless you tell us not to. We respect boundaries here. Um, mostly yes, mostly not each other's god no, no. not each other's uh, but no. yours we will yours Just... we're very respectful of ours yes. no the boundaries what boundaries what are they mm-hmm. uh this has been a bad time this has been a bad time but i have some good news from you what is it it can only go up from here Woo! bye everyone bye